Welcome to the show. That's right. This is something like that uh, with me, Nav. And uh, thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, well, if it's your first time tuning in, if you haven't followed the show, the podcast, I would like you to just click on the uh, subscribe button. If there is a subscribe button, follow button, share button, do whatever you need to do. Uh, the usual SOBs when it comes to tuning to a show. Uh, uh, please do that. Please, 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 please click on the like button and share it with this many people as possible. And the good thing about this particular show is um, every now and then, if you just pay attention to the uh, guest list uh, of the previous shows, each and every artist or guest that comes on board the show brings in something absolutely different. I don't know. It could be a different kind of style of music, uh, performance, or maybe movies, co comedy. And, uh, well, today's guests are pretty much have something different to bring, on the, uh, bring to the table. And um, another thing is that uh, every now and then, when it comes to the music industry, you'll find these sort of artists popping up all of a sudden. It's like they're pretty unique. They have this unique sound that catches your attention. The very first time I heard her music, which was called Circles, the very first time, I actually stopped everything I did and just stood there for a second, paying close attention to what I was listening and what I was watching. She is amazing. And the best part is she's a very sweet and humble person. And I have her on the show today. Finally, I get, her, I get a chat with her after a long time. The last I, chat with her, I had a chat with her was on another show, which is not really chat. I was just interrupting her throughout her performance. So today she's on the show. This is Danny Kumari. Hey, Danny. Hey, Dan. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. You're looking lovely. Thanks, you too. Me? Yeah, come on, please. Just woke up and just spread. Your cap and your outfit kind of matches. Yeah, I just had one of those things. Like, this is the only two things I have. It's either this or the black T-shirt. That's the only outfit I have in my wardrobe. Apart from that, how's uh, 2021 been for you? All good? Um, It started off kind of like shaky, but I feel like 2020 had kind of like, had already sort of prepped me for like bad things so that when 2021 started, even though it was kind of shaky, it felt tolerable because I really kind of knew what to expect. Yeah, expect yeah. the unexpected. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but actually, actually, when 2020, 2021 kicked in, it's like uh, I have this that feeling that, no, I don't want to pay attention. I don't want to expect anything. I don't want to look forward for anything. As long as I could survive the year, I'll be more than happy. That's yeah, all yeah. I need to do. And then the prime minister comes in and says, no, you shut up and stay at home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool, man. But uh, music-wise, hey, uh, it's congratulations on your brand new track. Uh, it's called "If You Stay." It's a lovely song. You know? Thank you so it's, much. It's a kind of relaxed, chill vibe uh, compared to the previous single. It's quite nice. But uh, I always have this uh, particular question. Even the last time we spoke, uh, I've noticed something about your background when you do the uh, little homework. I was told that you used to be a heavy metal, punk, blues kind of girl and all of a sudden yeah. you went to the jazzy scene how did that happen actually um so like when i was growing up i listened to a, a bunch of different music and then um, i realized that i really was like drawn towards like heavy metal stuff but then at the same time i was still sort of exploring um music if you feel like if i could say that i was just exploring music and different genres and stuff like that and then <clears throat> when i was listening to jazz again i remember 
that when I was a young kid, I had listened to jazz, like from just walking around and you hear it in your surroundings. And I always felt like it was so calming and nice. And um, usually kids around my age would find music like that really boring, but I found it really soothing and nice. And I did playfully like tell myself when I was younger that if I was ever going to be a singer or a musician, I would make sure it'll be uh, in, in the circle of jazz at least. Um, so like the fact that I still went back to it, it it's kind of like, I guess, I guess I just knew I would have gone back to it, but that doesn't mean I don't like to listen to heavy metal stuff now. I still do. And like my all time favorite is still System of a Down. I pretty love right. them. And like after 15 years, they put out songs again. I'm like so excited about it. <laughs> But I got a small favor to ask you. Whatever you do, please do not turn a system of down track into a jazzy song. Please, I beg of you. Please don't do that. Uh, we have actually. Ah, come on. You know, because the thing is, when you do that, is it's not it's not a bad thing. Is this that you you kind of find yourself confused on which one you want to enjoy more? It. I totally get it. But you know, the thing is, we saw we actually saw someone um, do this cover of Chop Soy. And it was beautifully done, even though it wasn't a jazz kind of way, but it, it still had that heavy factor. And each time we've ever performed that cover, people lose their shit and they're like, oh my gosh, it's great. I got to listen to it again. So it feels like in some ways we're letting people know, like, you can still listen to heavy things. Maybe you could just throw in a little element of jazz in there and it still works. So yeah, I, know, I like but, the fact <laughs> but know, I totally but get what you mean. Yeah, I know. It's like it's like because whenever people artists do such a thing, they don't do it on a regular basis. It's just like you have to catch them during the shows, and that's the only time you get to listen to the whole thing. And you hardly find that on YouTube. And even if there was on YouTube, it's like you you're just like, oh no, man, I like that version, but this version is also nice. So it's like, how do I actually get into the whole thing? You know. And whenever yeah. you're driving, you listen to the original version of it. The 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 so-called cover version of the remake version gets into your head. So you get mm -hmm. confused in that. I always have uh, that problem with me, man. Whenever yeah. that happens, but yeah, hey, yeah. can't say much on that, man. But uh, also mm -hmm. earlier at the start of the show, I was also mentioning that um, every now and then, you know, artists come out with uh, something unique in the sense of maybe, it doesn't matter if it's an artist or a band, in terms of their sound and your vocal style, it's like uh, I, I could say that uh, being years in this particular industry, the kind of sound that I hear is uh, going way back to sounds like Moloko, uh, Amy Winehouse, then you have the Boomcats and so on, and you have the distinctive sound. So when did you decide that that's going to be your sound when you sing? Um, when I was younger, is, there, is there a name for that? I, I don't know. It's just called... Singing from the heart, I guess. I don't okay. know. <laughs> I don't know because, like, when I was younger, I really knew that um, I didn't. I didn't sound conventionally feminine when I tried to scream or even try to call out to somebody really loudly. It never sounded feminine at all. <laughs> so there was a time when I just felt like, um, okay, that's weird. You know, like maybe I should try to sound more girly. So I remember when I just learned how to play the guitar and then I was in college and uh, someone had a guitar and so I picked it up and then I started playing, but I forced myself to sound conventional like every girl would. Um, and it wasn't comfortable at all, but people were still saying like, oh, you sound good, you sound good. But in my heart, I knew that that's not exactly what I sound like. And then in the end, I kind of like got confidence when I listened to women like Ada James Nina Simone, Amy Winehouse, 
And I kind of just felt like, oh my gosh, it's okay to be a female and also have like a deep tone or a heavier tone, which was liberating. So I remember there was this one point I had to do an open mic and that's when I told myself, okay, today is going to be the day that I sing exactly how I know I'm supposed to sing. And if it works out, then great. And if it doesn't, at least I tried. And no, it was the best thing you ever did. You, I, you should say it's one of the best things you ever did because uh, you kind of stand out compared to most of the artists uh, uh, that you hear locally. Because that, like I said in my intro earlier, uh, I'll be very honest with you. Okay, The very first time I heard uh, you was uh, during the track that when it came out, the circles came out. So somebody forwarded me the track and said, hey, now just take a listen. And I was doing something else. I hit the play button and then all of a sudden I just jammed. I stopped, literally stopped everything I was oh. doing. And I was just like... <laughs> Okay, did I did I hit the wrong link? Did I press some other some other track or whatsoever? So I went back, replayed the whole thing, reloaded the whole thing, and then when I watched the entire video, it was like, whoa, this is something that I wish I was still doing DJing because uh, trust me, the remix for that particular track would have been in a whole new level. It was an amazing track indeed. Circles, we spoke about that track, uh, last year, right? Was it last I year? I think it was two years ago, actually. No, actually, it was last year. I don't know, yeah, we spoke long. about it last year. But, uh, yeah, yeah. The track, was it Was it last year or the year before that? The song in itself came out in 2019, but the video came out in 2020? You're kind of losing track of time, isn't it? <laughs> I think it was 2020, yeah. I think it was 2020 because we wanted to have a launch as well, and we couldn't because there was a lockdown. So it was definitely 2020. <laughs> Okay, because we, we spoke about it on AEW sessions for the benefit of uh, whoever's listening to this. Uh, it's on an AEW session. I don't know whether I'm just going to give you the link for that, but uh, a video was in May. Uh, your manager, the good part about having Sid tuned in right now is uh, he said the video was in May 2020. See, he keeps tracks of it. Oh, wow. Not only he knows the dates, he knows when the checks came in. <laughs> Who hasn't paid you yet? That's why it's like the best manager, you know. Like I don't have to worry. He's on top of it. Yeah. If, if, if for those who are wondering who is Sid, Sid is the guy, the dude, the amazing dude who actually manages a Danny. He does a fantastic job, man. He just makes sure everything runs smoothly, so Danny can actually <laughs> chill out. Is that is that's the case, right? That's always the case. He's just yeah. a blessing. I feel. Yeah, I think I think I'm gonna get myself a manager. I don't know. I don't know whether <laughs> anybody can manage me or not. That's get yourself biggest. a manager. Just don't get Sid. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I can't afford Sid. I can't afford Sid. I I, I just work with uh, the show. Is runs on sunshine and love and the ca a can of Nescafe. That's how the show runs. <laughs> no money involved. In this whole thing. All right, from from circles. Moving on to your latest single. I'm just curious about one thing. For someone who's uh, into this jazz music and songwriting, how often do you write songs, and how many songs actually have you written before releasing it? Because you know, you know, artists write, people, songwriters, they keep writing songs, they just keep it storing it aside, and then after about four years later, decide that okay, shit, I should release this thing out. So, do you do that, or is it like you just wait? Take you, it takes you about one year to write one particular song. Which one is it? Um, actually, it's. It's exactly that. Like I used to write before when I just learned how to play the guitar. It's like it kind of aided me to just play a tune and then write something over it. I felt like then I could figure out more tunes to play on the guitar. And if I figured out more tunes to play on the guitar, it means like I can play other songs because I thought myself to play the guitar through hearing first, through by ear. And then only later on, I got like a chord finder book and then I started figuring out how to play the chords. But I did write songs 
uh, way before, but I don't remember most of them. But there is one I do remember. It's called Wandering Eyes, which Sid really likes. But I barely play it. Um, but the other songs, like If You Stay, Circles, and a few others, they were all written when I just started in the scene, which was in 2015. So I kind of like just waited after a while and told myself that I will only release the songs once I know I can refine them and once I'm confident in it because I don't try to push myself or rush myself too much because I really do enjoy the process of music making and just performing and all that stuff. And I think I've told Sid a few times too, like whatever happens, I just trust the process so much to the point that when it has to happen, it will happen because it's not like I'm just staying stagnant and not doing anything about it. I'm still doing something about it. And because of that, I trust that I'm putting out the effort already and the universe will know when is the right time. And Ooh. true enough, everything has been happening, touch wood, at the right time and at the right pace. And I I have no complaints about it at all. I just feel like the more patient I am, the more I understand what's going on. And when it happens, it just feels like it's all in the right time. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. Because, you know, the thing is, like, you know, I was a bit sad in the sense that when Circles came out and uh, this whole call uh, lockdown stuff, it's like, you know, the promotion campaign, the excitement of going and watching uh, perform live tracks back to back, wasn't actually there. And it's like, the whole thing is like, come on, man, I need to see more of Danny because watching live streams is one thing, but watching an actual live performance, that's a different thing altogether. I, was, I had the privilege to watching you uh, perform up close and personal. That was my lucky day, like one blessing in disguise. For the rest who couldn't watch it too bad. Uh, okay, but anyway, if you say, let's talk a bit about if you stay, what's this about? Um... Okay, so I have this thing whereby each time I write a song, it does mean a specific thing in that moment. But then later on, as I progress in life, I realize that I can relate to the song in whatever it is I'm dealing with uh, in the current moment. So I don't really like to tell, um, how should I say this? I don't really like to tell people like what my songs are about because I feel like when they listen to it, they kind of have their own interpretation of it. And I want them to just stick with that. Because I just feel like everybody goes on a journey differently. And I don't want to ruin that for them. But okay. to me, each song is very personal. It's about daily life. It's about everything that happens. Um, so that is as much as I can tell you what the song is about. I like it. I like it. Keep it as a mystery. Uh, this, is, this is a good way of putting it. You've been practicing really well, right, when it comes to question and answer sessions. <laughs> I don't know. I think I tend to, like... Take in your question first. I'm like, okay, what's the best way to answer it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, but anyway, it, it is a good way of putting it because uh, songs, everybody has their own way, a way of listening to it and uh, how they connect to it. Some some might be a lovey-dovey song. Some might be might be listening to it as a breakup song. But uh, if you stay, well, that's a nice one. I haven't really paid attention to the lyrics, but uh, for me, music is all about connection. It's all about how you feel when you listen to a song. and uh, I felt pretty nice listening to this. I can enjoy oh, it very much. It's the kind of songs that, uh, if uh, for the benefit, uh, once again, for those listening to this track, uh, this particular podcast, I uh, will put in the link for the uh, song. The best way you want to enjoy it is get yourself a good pair of headphones. Make sure you kick everybody out of your house. Okay, <laughs> chase everybody away. Don't leave anyone at home, and just listen to it quietly. No interruptions. No, no, I don't know, no chit-chatting and doing uh, surfing the phone while listening to the song. Just immerse yourself in this whole track. It's like, it puts you in a meditative state like, for some particular Ooh. reason. Okay. 
<laughs> okay, no, that's how I, I like to enjoy the song. That's how I like to do it. Because you, do you get annoyed when you just want to enjoy a song? Then you have people talking, chit-chatting halfway through, and then the yeah. phone rings. You know, you don't yeah. you don't really enjoy a song. How do you enjoy listening to music? Um, I guess I if I really wanted to get into it, then yeah, a good pair of heads headphones and you just sit there as a musician like you're not just going to be listening to the song you're going to be listening to like everything you're going to be listening to what the drummer is doing what the guitarist is doing like you pick out everything and then after that, you listen to it again then you're like oh my gosh you really enjoy it and i love it when musicians tend to like do little intricate things in their songs and you can tell when musicians are listening to a song and when people who aren't musicians listen to a song it's like a treat for us when we hear something within the whole track and then you, you just pick it out and you just like lose yourself for a while and, and like start asking each other oh my gosh did you hear that did you hear that it was amazing but um usually someone who isn't a musician won't necessarily pick it out but i'm not saying they won't at all there are some who still can who are really passionate about music but just don't do music so i like things like that but but that doesn't that ruin some parts of it? It's like sometimes like when you don't listen to the stuff that you want, or somebody, some sessionist or some musician screws up somewhere in between, but it's a good song. Doesn't it ruin your experience of listening to the track? Like for me, for example, uh, I've been a DJ before, so when I, I can't enjoy clubs anymore like I used to. It's like this time when I walk when I walk into the club, I pay too much of attention to the mixing, the beats, the bars, you know, so if a DJ messes it up, I just hate the entire song. Or the entire mm -hmm. set. So does that happen to musicians? Um, I'm just going to speak on a personal level here. I feel like when people tend to, like you said, if you take an original song and you try to switch it up, like if I took System Up or Down and I switched it up, then when I'm listening to it, maybe there are some parts I'll be like, oh man, that, that wasn't good. Or like that kind of ruined the song a bit. But at the same time, you kind of just like... Um, I mean, because it's still someone doing something. It's still someone who remixed it. It's still their work. So I try to not be so judgmental on it because then everybody has a right to judge me too. So I kind of like listen to it a few times. If I like it, then I'll be like, okay, this is great. I'll listen to it again. But if I don't really like it, I do give it a chance again to like see if I would get used to it again. But if I really don't like it at all, then I just don't, don't listen to it. <laughs> but for you, uh, in your top five songs that you listen to, if I'm going to ask, if I'm going to ask you the top five songs that Danny listens to or is in her head right now, what would it be? Um, I listen to a lot of Yasmin Lacey. She's this UK singer, really beautiful voice. I love her songwriting. The music is really mellow and nice to super chill vibe. So I listen to a lot of her stuff. I also listen to a lot of uh, Pink Floyd right now which has been really great like time is one of my favorite songs from them um let's see what else do i listen to um yeah a bunch of just repeats of old things that i've been listening to just want to listen to them again so i don't lose touch of some of the songs that i used to perform and just practice with them again so yeah just a pink bunch floyd. Of when, when you say pink floyd is in your list you have a big salute from me man I've always mm -hmm. loved them, and uh, one of my favorites from them is uh, uh, Coming Back to Life, for some reason, oh. because uh, the late logo of Ellie Katz, he used to sing that song, and uh, oh. uh, he did it best. I couldn't find anybody else who could sing exactly uh, the way he did it. He brought the song to a whole new level. He was amazing. And uh, this, this uh, coming back to your track, sorry, I sidetracked a little bit. Um, <laughs> coming back to your track of If You Stay, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people involved in uh, making this song, especially the musicians and uh, the other parts of it. Who who was involved in this work? Okay, so like when we re-recorded 
uh, well, not re-record, we just recorded If You Stay. I kind of like did not want to record it exactly like how we play it live. Because when we play it live, it's different. And when we recorded it, it was different. So in the recording, there was just Sylvia who played the piano and the keyboards. We had Jerry on the drums. We had Buzzy on the guitar. And we had Cairo on the trumpet. That's it. And Jerry was the one who mixed and mastered everything. And I'm so proud of his work. I'm really glad that he did it. One of my objectives was to also make sure that I was only working with local people because um, for circles, we kind of wanted to stick with like the whole sustainability thing, which worked. And then for this one, I knew everything was like being in lockdown and I just wanted to support the local side. So I wanted everything to be done here. So that's why I was like, you know, Jerry had mixed if you say and i and i know he has mastered other people's music as well and songs so i was like why don't you just do this well you mix it you master it you produce it and i feel like as time kept progressing and we kept checking on the song over and over again he ended up just doing an amazing job i'm really satisfied with it if jerry is listening or watching thank you so much <laughs> i'm really really excited for the song and i'm really happy uh, with how it turned out as well it's nice to have a good team working on a song, right? Your hard work, your idea, and then you have the right people yeah. coming on board. It's perfection. And uh, is there a music video coming along for this track? I mean, now everybody has to improvise. Uh, you just can't do the conventional way of uh, shooting mm -hmm. a video for 2021 or 2020 for that matter. So for this yeah. track, is there going to be anything? Um, there's not going to be a video for this song, but there will be... Uh, there, there's something in the works that requires a music video. <laughs> I've said too much already, but yeah. Uh, sneak peek, 2021. Uh, here she yeah, comes. Let's, let's hope, let's hope so. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I'm looking forward for my. This, that's the thing about uh, artists as yourselves. Uh, when you come out with a track, you get people wanting more. It's like it's never enough. I, I must say, uh, there's a love-hate relationship for me and artists as yourself because you guys are the biggest teasers on the planet. You just give one, then you keep quiet for a few months, and then you give another one, then you keep quiet again, then you give another one. You know, I feel like a kid, you know, it's like parents are like, okay, now you can only get have one ice cream after this, no more already. Now that you wait six months and the next ice cream, that's how I feel. Yeah, I know, like I have to beg you guys, like, please come out with more music. But is that idea, I mean, uh, like I'm coming up with, let's say, for the whole year, like a series of uh, releasing it within a year, and then towards the end of the year, coming up with a compilation or rather an album or an EP. Is there any plans for you in that way? Yes, I'm actually hoping for that for this year. Um, after that whole secret thing I want to do, I hope that in the end we'll be able to put out an album, if not at least an EP. Because nice. I don't want to keep putting out just like singles only. I want to put out like something legitimate so it's all in one instead of like how you said have to wait for one song i've heard you i've taken your comments into consideration I'm gonna you're anything. gonna throw it away <laughs> <laughs> no you just take whatever i give you <laughs> have you ever considered okay this this is just uh, i'm just throwing it out there have you ever considered doing a dance track or maybe an upbeat number uh, based on your vocal styles, because like I said earlier, it's, it's something unique about the way you sing. It's like, I don't always like, man, I just want to hear this this voice pumping up with big speakers in a club. You know, there's something different. I, I don't know whether you remember this artist called Moloko. 
um, or maybe something from Blue Boy, the track called "Remember Me." Yeah, 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 yeah. You know the vibe you get. You you can bring that vibe. Into it. Have you ever considered doing an upbeat number as such? I mean, I haven't until now. <laughs> I might, you know, because like I like I told you before, like when during that period of time where I was exploring music, just listening to so many things. <clears throat> of course, like now when I when I'm just doing like jazz and blues or soul or whatever, there are moments when I just feel like, oh, I want to sing something popish, or I want to sing something more heavy or like dancey a bit. So I feel like there's definitely a chance for that to happen in the future. Please, 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 please. <laughs> Please, I, I, I promise you. Be the first one to know. Okay, I promise you this: the moment you release that track, I'll get every DJ in the country to play the track. I'll promise you that every and DJ that I can think of. Video, you would, you'd be in it, right? Just in the fact. Yeah, just, I'll be. You know, you know, the most common thing that we Malaysians do with these days with music video is they tend to have a security guard. I don't mind being <laughs> that guy sitting in the corner down there. Yeah, the doing doing their yeah, just, just sitting down there, come in a bouncer or something like that. You know, I'll be happy to hold that role. So far, I've only done one music video, so one, oh. one or two. Okay, so I don't mind the God thing. Anyway, <laughs> uh, speaking of music and uh, doing all the stuff, uh, apart from apart from uh, you know producing songs, you have your day jobs, and also, you, do you do one of those live streaming thingies? Last year, yes, you did it. Are you are you active in that, doing live stream performances no, and so on? So far, no. So far, no. Yeah, but um, I have been trying with that idea for this year and seeing if if I could do something and if it's possible. I actually want to do it with the band. Um, as much as yes, I could do it by myself, but it always feels so much more different when I'm with my band. It feels much more complete. So I hope we can do something together. The last year you did it with uh, at Jiao Tim, right? The the whole band set. Yes. Oh my gosh, that was actually really um, that was that was a big deal for all of us because that was like our first show uh, since the first lockdown. And it, and I remember also during that time, um, I was going through a really rough patch in life in general. So to just be able to go back and sing again, kind of it kind of felt like like. Um, as much as my head was, yeah, as much as my head was like just in this really dark place, music kind of opened up those dark clouds and was like, it's okay, Danny, you're going to be okay. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're right, you're right, I'm going to be okay. Yeah, and, and I felt like that show kind of just made me feel like I'm going to be okay. Things may not be the same anymore, but I'm going to be okay. Nice. <laughs> That's something I always love about the musicians, man. But the thing is, this I was asking the bands there recently, a couple of interviews. This this whole live stream thingy. The initial stage, yes, there was some excitement. Everybody was curious to get on board and watch the shows. But as time progressed, there seemed to be one too many of it, and yeah. uh, and it seems to be costing money these days. I mean, I, I'm not. I mean, I understand you got to support the artists. You just got to do uh, do your bit in terms of tipping and all this kind of stuff. But once you have uh, about 10, 20, 30 people going back to back, and then you know, there's a price tag if you don't contribute in terms of tips, you feel guilty, you know. Mm. But of course, if I'm going to pay for 30 guys' show, I'm dead meat, I'll be broke by the end of the month, exactly. you know, that kind of thing. So, what's yeah. your take on this whole live live stream thing? Eh? I mean, on a personal note, good, okay. bad, yeah, um, in between. I think it's, I think it's just. I, I, I'm on the fence with it because I feel like, of course, if if you're just doing music alone, you definitely need to keep um, putting up a show and stuff like that. And the easiest way to do that is through 
doing a live show, live streaming it. But then at the same time, like you said, some people are doing it too often that in the end, when I'm watching them, I feel like I'm watching you more than I ever have when we could still go outside. And now I'm, I'm listening to you almost every day. And I wish that I could just miss you a little bit before I see you again. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I kind of like told um, Sid as well, like I don't want to do many live shows because I mean, in some ways I want people to miss me. Like I want them to miss me then in the end I'll put up stuff because then at least um, whenever I do put out stuff again or whenever I do choose to go live or even just put out a new video, people will be like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen something from her in a while and I really miss her and I really want to watch her stuff again, you know, something like that. So I just feel like, you know, people need to chill out a little bit. But you don't want to be too accessible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, which is a good thing because I was just curious. It's like it's been for the past couple of months. I'm not saying it's the wrong thing because some of them, of course, they're it's, it's their bread and butter since yeah. they can't perform on live shows and mm -hmm. don't have a day job. So these are the things that help. They are pretty much helping them out. But at mm -hmm. the very same time, it's also the quality they, uh, that yeah. uh, the production quality itself. It's like have you noticed that some of the, the artists they're good. They're really good. You know, they are fantastic. They're amazing singers or musicians. But the moment they don't pay attention or don't do some proper investments in the equipments, they sound really bad when it comes on the speakers or on the computers or the phones. Have you ever seen that going on? Yes, I have. I have. And sometimes it just gets stuck because of the internet connection where they're at or something like that. Yeah, it's like... A... I do feel like this is something really new that's happening right now. Um, and I'm, I, I hope and I'm sure that eventually as time progresses, they are going to notice this. These musicians who are performing all the time live are going to notice that, hey, my quality is not as great. I need to do something about it. So I feel like right now, like especially from 2020, when it just started and when we could do all these live things and to where we are today, it's definitely going to take a bit of time. But I feel like eventually these musicians will start to realize, like, I need to put out better quality uh, material because if not, uh, not only would people not want to watch, but we won't be able to actually see or witness your full potential because of the materials that you have I you have a wrong perception i mean it was especially if it's the first time listening to that particular artist and uh, mm -hmm. they come up with something with bad quality you just spoil your name or uh, your reputation entirely right yeah, yeah, yeah and and that it has to be this way for now i hope things get better because there's there's absolutely a huge difference like a huge difference when you watch someone perform live through uh, camera and when you do see someone actually performing in front of your eyes they could be really good on camera too but when you watch them live it's like oh my gosh a god singing or something what happened what happened yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 the, the main thing that i'm going to beg each and every year artist who's doing live uh, uh, streams and all the zoom shows or whatsoever a, a humble request take it easy on the green screen you know the ones that change the background that they have some funny things in the back. I'm bloody annoying. I get distracted and get annoyed the moment I see that. Thirty seconds, I switch off the screen. I can't take it anymore. Yeah, I guess they're just trying to like check all their options. Yeah, I know. It's like even even in Zoom meetings these days, yeah. everybody's coming up with some fancy background, SpongeBob SquarePants, or some. Dining table or some space thingy. Take it easy in the green screen, all right? <laughs> Please don't ruin it for the rest of us out there. Yeah. And uh, well, uh, another thing that I will always share, I was just talking about this recently, especially in my Facebook, we're discussing about it, is that uh, 
artists and musicians. Sorry if I'm taking up uh, much of your time. Right? I'm just, I'm just a little digging, digging the minds of our musicians locally down here. You know, the thing is, like everybody's so keen on getting the music on uh, places like YouTube and Spotify. Have you actually ever considered looking into different platforms or different countries uh, to actually expose your music more? Have you ever paid attention to that part of the world? Yeah, actually. Actually, to be honest with you, um, firstly, I just want to say I love my country. I love my people. I love everything about <laughs> my people. <laughs> but unfortunately, um, the English music scene... My people don't pay my bills. <laughs> yeah, they don't really get that much love. So it was never a goal for me to make it big here, ever. Because I know in order for me to make it big here, I have to make it big outside. Then when I come back here, then people will be like, oh, wow, oh, that's just how it is. You got to export <laughs> it before you import it back, okay. It's unfortunate, but that's just how it is. I mean, perfect example, Yuna. Yes, she was known here, but I I feel like she got more like reputation after she made it out there. And then she came back and that's when everybody's like, oh my God, Yuna. But yo, she was already like that way before, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that's why I kind of like... Um, I have actually spoken to Sid about this, saying like, we'll do as much as we can here, but that's not the goal. The goal is not here. The goal is to actually push it outside. And we were working on all of it in 2020, but then Rona <laughs> just appeared and she was like, nah, 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 nah. But still, with technology right now, there's still chances of uh, things yeah. getting uh, across the other parts of the world. Yeah. Like say, for example, it, there's also another thing that I've noticed about artists. It's always on the Western market. It's always on the places like U.S. and Europe market. But there's also this Asian market, which has a huge population and appreciation for music. Like, say, for example, if you take China, you take places like India and other parts of the world, the Asian side of it, they they stream a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if you really pay attention to it, they're one of the top artists on Spotify lately. Uh, you even had Alka Yagnik and Udit Rarainen for a short period of time. And you talk about people in Korea. They, they kind of appreciate these kind of music. But a lot of Malaysian artists tend to uh, uh, not focus on those markets. Any idea why is that so? Maybe it has something to do with familiarity. You know, like maybe maybe they feel like what they see or what they've grown up seeing and listening to. I've listened to stuff from MTV, Channel V, and everything is very like US, UK, and stuff like that. So when we watch that all the time, we're conditioned to that, to think like, that's where I have to make it. And if I can make it there, then I can make it anywhere. So I feel like it's just that idea. It's not so much of like, I need to get all these listens, I need to get all these views and stuff. It's like, no, if I'm shown out there or if I'm heard over there, then eventually everyone is going to listen to me. That's just the perception. So I feel like that's why we tend to do that. But do you so. do you think that you might consider getting into the Asian market? I mean, abroad to uh, to promote your music and uh, your stuff. Would you consider that? Yeah, for sure. There's an opportunity, definitely, because I do know that, um, especially from what I've heard, places like Indonesia, I know they really support their music scene there and it would be nice to actually get our music played there too and just see what happens then. So yeah, if there's an opportunity for sure, but uh, uh, as I was saying earlier, thing where I try to push it out in the States or UK or somewhere there. 
Uh, you never know. I just give it a shot. Because uh, one of the reasons why I was asking yeah. this is, uh, I, ironically, I was talking to one of the artists, local artist. She's uh, signed up to one of the labels. And I kind of know her since she was young. And her father, too, who happens to be her manager. And we were just casually chatting uh, over coffee. And then they said, do you know that uh, my daughter does this live thing and it streamed towards the Chinese market, a uh, China market, something, I don't know, big or whatever. So she sings, sings mm. a couple of Chinese songs and she makes at least yeah. about five grand a day each time she goes on the show. And I was like, wait a minute, you do something like that, you make five grand over here. If I want to get five ringgit into my account, it's, it's a big nightmare. You know? yeah. so everybody's trying US, UK, doing shows and this and that. And this girl just streams it to the Chinese market and uh, voila, close to about five grand a night. You know, that's that's how the contribution and how they make money because the focus is on those those elements. Because at the end of the day, come on, you have no matter how much good music you have, you still need to pay the bills, right? For sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, Spotify doesn't seem to be paying that much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and some of the songs that you have, all those thousands of ringgit you spend, at the end of the day, you can't even cover your grab fare thanks to Spotify. Uh, <laughs> that's a lot of things. But anyway, thanks for sharing that part because it's what I wanted to know on your point of view. And um, any, if you would, uh, you, if, sorry, uh, if you had a chance to pick three countries that you like to share your music to, which would it be? Do you think that these are the countries that need to listen to Danny Kumari? Ah, uh, well, I think the whole world needs to listen to Danny Kumari, but if I had yeah. to pick three, three countries, um, I would definitely want it to be, of course, in the US, the UK, and for some reason, France. Really? Yeah, because I, I, I really like this lady known as Melody Gardu. She's like one of my favorite jazz singers, and I know that her music does really well there, too, and I and I just felt like, oh my gosh, there's just something about the vibe and how she makes it seem so beautiful. And I feel like, yeah, yeah, that's where I would, I would hope that my music gets listened to as well. Nice. So to all my listeners uh, who's in France right now, this uh, listeners of the podcast, you know who you got to listen to. And I'm surprised I actually made it to France. I don't know what I did. I, I don't know whether they understood me. <laughs> whether they understand me in the first place or not. But <laughs> anyway, I Unless, unless the show comes into the subtitle, then it's a different story. But anyway, uh, Daddy, thank you so much. Uh, your music is out. It's available right now on uh, Spotify. Uh, it's also on YouTube, right? Is it? Yes, it's on Spotify. It's on YouTube as well. And you can also go to my website, com. There you go. We'll just post it up here on the screen <laughs> and uh, everybody can just click on it or rather watch it. And if you're on Spotify, I'll try to put the link there. I'm just still trying to figure out the technicalities of this Spotify and all this podcast stuff. They get too technical. Every time you just you know how to use it, they come up with something new. And then, voila, you got to study all over again to do the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. And I just got to keep yeah. up with yeah. the time. Yesterday, yesterday yeah. I had a guest who said that you know, these days, people over 40 and keeping up with the technology is like, hey, I'm 42 years old. You make it sound like <laughs> I'm ancient right now. <laughs> Yeah, you know, know, it was weird. Like, I was just having this conversation with a friend not too long ago, whereby we were talking about how um, people people are just starting to live longer nowadays, and they they also are looking really good nowadays. Like, women, especially like in their sixties and seventies, but they still look good. Um, I'm not I'm not just specifying celebrities, but even just the regular people that I see 
on an everyday basis, like they look good for their age. And I feel like as time progresses, the age limit as well, like it's just expanding. People are living till they're like 90 and reaching 100. So I feel like maybe in the next two or three years, saying that, oh, I'm 40 years old or I'm 50 years old, is not going to be seen as so much as how people see it today. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'm 40. I'm just live my life till the last, very last. 40 is the new time. reason why I keep my hair long. Like my wife keeps saying, so when are you planning to cut your hair? I mean, she loves the hair. So it's like, no, I'm going to keep it till I have it. Once I start losing it, that's the only time I'll cut my hair. Yes, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I know. Anyway, Daddy, thank you so much. It's been lovely chatting with you. I finally thank get a chance to do you. this. I've been wanting to do this for a very, very long time, actually, and a proper one, actually, to, to, to chat with you. And uh, of course, it's been a wonderful session. Can't believe it's more than 45 minutes. Amazing. Time flies, yeah. isn't it? Great. <laughs> yeah. So remember, if you want to check out Danny Kumari, all you have to do is just head on to Spotify and check out the brand new track called If You Stay. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to her first single called Circles, it is also available down there. The most important thing is follow her page, share it as much as possible. And she's available on social media. Just look for facebook.com slash Danny Kumari. And she's available on the website too at www.dannykumari.com. And uh, not only that, she's also on YouTube. Check out their Instagram. What's the Instagram handle again? Danny Kumari. Okay, Danny Kumari. Let's check her out on Danny Kumari Instagram. That's the most important thing. Follow, follow, follow. I hope we got that right. You're yeah. laughing. Did I say something wrong? No, it just sounds great. The way you say it, I'm like, hmm, it sounds like morning coffee. I don't know, your voice sounds like morning coffee. And I'm like, yeah. Yes, it's time for some morning coffee with Danny Kumari right here on Something Like That with Nav. <laughs> One of those things, like Teddy Makan Weisler, huh? we do that. <laughs> One day somebody pays me for that. But anyway, thank you. is there anything else that you'd like to share with the listeners out there before um, I wrap things up? Yes, I hope that you guys would support my art and at the same time, I hope each and every one of you are doing your part to stay safe and curb the virus because we don't need this anymore. So stay indoors, sanitize, wear your mask and only get out if you really, really have to and practice social distancing. Be safe. Yes. Please, be safe. please, please do that because I got to get back to work. My savings is running yeah. at fumes right now. I want to perform <laughs> live again, you guys. Come on. Yeah, no, I want to work again. I want to work again. I want to put on a suit again. It's been ages since I did that. Yeah. <laughs> thank, you, Eddie, thank you so much. It's been awesome chatting with you. And uh, remember, uh, please subscribe to this particular podcast. It doesn't matter if you're on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and uh, I don't know, there's a whole long list of it. So whichever platform you're on, please do subscribe. All right. Thank you. Have a great day.